Welcome, folks, to episode three of Talking Dairy City. Everywhere we go, we're still here. We haven't been taken off the air. Nobody sued us, Kev. So but, far. Uh, <laughs> but we're here. It's been a busy, busy, busy weekend. Um, I think there's only one place they start, isn't there, Kev? Down in, down in Tala last Friday night. A fantastic result for Dairy City. Um, you were there. Um, just a, a fantastic, like, you know, how, how it went. We, we were all, we weren't too sure how they were going to get on and tell that we haven't had a, a great history down there in recent years, six years since our last one, but we, we ground it out, didn't we? Oh, it's very much so. First half, I think, Barry Higgins, the players, everybody was looking to get the half time quick, can you blow it up? Because, you know, we were definitely backs against the wall at times. Rovers were very good. Rovers really impressed me. Yeah. But there in the second half, done well. The two goals Derry scored were fantastic. And when you actually see them back, we knew at the time they were really good goals. When you see it back on YouTube, Ben Doherty's composure something else. And McGonagall's goal, I think, is just top quality. The movement, the pass, the patching, the pick out, the green, like the cup final. Yeah. But McGonagall, having spoke to him after the game, and you yourself too, you spoke to him, he just says, I have they scored. Like, I don't yeah. there, I expect they score. But he's been very keen himself, and harsh himself, I should say. Because it's an unbelievable thing. It's just can't compose. Picking your spot and Alan Manis is going on and on. another one past me. Yeah, a lot of pressure under that end as well. The Rovers Back fans are behind. You know, uh, but it's not, but it was a great result. Uh, and, you know, they followed it up then. They, you know, they done well and, and back down the Dublin again. We discussed the Magic Computer. Fair play to them. Shamrock Rovers <laughs> home two games in a row. Dundalk home two games in a row. And Derry have to go to Dublin. But you're high the Magic Computer. is the way these things work. But to be credit to Terry, they've what three games out of four down in Dublin this year, and they've picked up seven points. That's an impressive record. Yeah, capital gains. But but they have always had a good record in Dublin, especially under Rory as well. Too last season did did pretty well on the road, but but in Dublin specifically, Tala not so much because we all know that's like the games were getting closer when we were down to Tala. Um, you know we all know that they threw one game as well too, so oh, that we we was still hard to take, but. Uh, the last time we were there, we had to do the guard of honour too, which wasn't uh, a nice experience, I'm sure. But the games were getting tighter this time. Like we mentioned, there was a lot we made. It was, it was 2017 that was the last victory down there. The Barry McNamee won from the halfway line, we all remember fondly. But um, this time they really had to, to work for it. But it, that's been a running theme from the start of the season so far too, where they've really had to grind it out there. Nancy Core as well too, digging deep. Well, this is up, and like to, to brutally honestly, they're sitting top of the league, uh, unbeaten. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they haven't even went on the, I would say, second, let alone third, let alone top gear. Yeah. They're, 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 and that's a great sign. It's a fantastic sign. They've got a lot of players out that would walk on the most teams in the League of Ireland, let alone walk on the Derry team. I'm not picking Rory's team here, but you know <laughs> what I mean. Uh, you know the players that they are. They're, they, they were on the team of the year and stuff. Mm. So. Like it's, it's a fantastic position to be in. They've two massive games before the wee international break, and yep. that's when you can get boys a wee rest, and you might get some of them boys that we were chatting about earlier uh, back again. So look, as I say, uh, everything's going fantastic. Uh, if I'm looking at Rovers and Stephen Bradley, he's probably scratching his head because his team played so well yep. against Derry. By all accounts, they played so well against Cork, but it was just a, it was a mental cricket game, you know, end the end basketball and goals and goals and goals but that's the big thing for Stephen Bradley they're conceding a lot of goals yeah. uh, and as I say they're just going to be loving life at the moment haven't had top gear nowhere near haven't got their full strength team full strength squad I should say together yet and they're sitting nicely but look again we have to keep saying it does anybody get that handbrake and calm everybody well down? that's it and I think 
I don't know if you remember it. It's a lot has happened since, but on Friday night, I think it was 60 minutes gone. I was elbowing you for the, you know, get the uh, ref to blow it up because we were under the car. So like, uh, that's, that's up. Uh, look, there was, you knew it was going to be Rovers. If, like, they were okay. They had the number of defenders missing through suspension and one thing or another. But the, the players that they had on, you know, they were second they'd on the yeah. squads, just they, frightening. I don't think who, who they played, uh, you know, there's the three centre halves matters because they have that much of the ball in the, in the final third as well, too. That, that wee diamond they have in the, in the midfield really caused havoc for the, the, the first half down in Tala as well, too, until Rui made a, a wee tactical uh, change, you know, midway through the, the second half, which showed it up a wee bit. But up until then, they were running right. Uh, uh, Burke and Ferugia in particular were, were given real headaches Ben Doherty must have been just going <laughs> I'm going one way scoring a great goal <laughs> way I'm starting piss this is but easy. I'm still I'm still wrecked trying to catch away Ferugia yeah. uh, look uh, Ferugia's what a player what a talent I uh, know that even Stephen Kenny the Ireland manager has been very impressed over mm. the years with him like uh, he just had so much unlucky in terms of injuries but look as I say Derry then followed it up on the Monday night which was a down to UCD, we've been down there ourselves, we know what it's like, especially this time of year, you've still got the rugby going on, the pitch isn't the best, and it was bumpy, and they have not struggled, but they've, they, they struggled a bit, UCD convincingly down there the last yeah. couple of years, 2-0, but it wasn't the second half goal, 1-0, it wasn't the second half goal, mm-hmm. but, uh, last night we're doing this recording now on Tuesday, Derry were comfortable last night, like a, you know, they, they kept the ball, they played nice football, Jordan Maganuff as just like a man possessed that yeah. missed the game against Shamrock Rovers comes in and his first goal is just something else to be fair to his second goal it's a great ball by Brandon Cameron great run by him yeah. and then what do you do I'm going to panic I've got the keeper to beat one what do you do bag of chips Close to send him for and then bag right. thanks very much but that first goal in particular he, he just sort of caressed it on the top corner but it was a lovely touch he's, he's playing with, we talked about him before in the show and he's playing with so much confidence he has that just and the natural ability too, you know. So, again, we, we like they made what four changes, four changes. for the UCD from the, the Rovers match, which they have to do. They, you know, two two games in Dublin, quick succession, um, and a, a third game in the space of a week now coming up against Dundalk. So they need that. That's where you just it shows you how important the squad depth is, and they've got it. What was this up then? You look at the the squad that they have. It was great two DC. You know, they could basically say they Mark Connolly after sixty minutes last night. Ball off, put you in cotton wool, we'll get you ready now for Friday night. Patrick McInerney doesn't have to kick a ball. You give boys like Manny Ward a wee run out, he get his sort of taste of uh, football as you're getting your taste of your water there. <laughs> uh, so he, he seen what was going on, uh, and all he only to get his first goal, although the UCD keeper, shall we say, he's staying on for another one after that effort. Like Definitely, like because I, I think... I was I was shouting, you know, but they, I think he he sort of overran it. Maybe I was I was not the match you were at the Kev, You would have got it, but I was just watching on LA TV, and it looked like he had just let it go. But the keeper just gifted him one, and again, like you have to give him credit too, because he was sharp at it, got the ball, and then he'll never get an easier goal. Like they get himself off the mark for Derry as well. Uh, he was sort of saying that too, where you know he he sort of touched maybe he let him down, mm. and he was thinking no, but it was his first touch. He was yeah. sort of thinking it was his first touch, bombing down the wing, and he got away. That's right. But no, but t- talking about McEnough, like, you know, he's, he, I think it impressed me with his first goal too, is Jordan lays it, degrading, and he mm. could have just done a Bruno Fernandes and stood there and, and admired the pass and that rap, but he ran after, Graydon went with him, went with him, Graydon the shot, came out by the keeper, he picks it up, and then as you say, crested them beautifully on the top corner, 
and it leads us on perfectly to speaking to young Jordan after the game and he gives us his thoughts on how things went at the Belfield Bowl. As starts the season's go, not much better with your going at the minute. No, it's 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 good to be scoring goals and winning games, so long may I continue. And it was a case of the first one you just played the ball down the wing and you, know, you could have just sat there and watched the pass to Grito but he went on and, and came back he, he put up the top corner I was just speaking to probably the more experienced lads in the team McFats it's important to be making them late runs in as a midfielder and being in positions where you can score goals so something I try to work on and be around during the game and I think it's uh, it's going well so far so happy days I know Rory and Rene both had big Frenchy this season, they, they, they had sort of says that in pre-season and well you're loving up yet so far? Aye, well to be fair the Gaffer and Rennie, both of them, um, they've been fantastic, uh, they give me a lot of confidence and it, I think you can see it now that I'm playing with a bit of confidence and uh, obviously the team's doing well so everyone's happy. You know yourself, 4-0, sometimes it's just really good playing, you, you just cruise to the victory as such, but Rennie, being rightly, he's probably still having hip top form. No, well, even after the game, a lot of the lads, we not disappointed we've got the three points, but we know we can play a lot better, and we'll work to play a lot better, but the three points is the most important, and I think we've got a lot more in the tank than that. Well, up as young Jordan Maganuff here, obviously, flying high and loving life, he's, he's scoring away, and uh it's going to be a nice wee selection here like for Gary now. They sort of have. He's got four goals and, and just can't stop scoring. And it's not just his goals, it was, it was his third man running last night. Yeah. The second goal proved that. And he just gives you that wee added dimension of running on behind the, the strikers. Definitely. We've talked about the, the number of options you have in the midfield. Some are kind of players, playmakers, but he's got the. like We see Joe Thompson did it last year and and, and, and we, we spurts, you know, where he was running, darting forward, like a Kieran Martin esque sort of. Um, player, you know, and, and he's got that. Like he's, he's his, his first his first thought is they get forward. Um, so and he also can play. Like and I, th- I think just on uh, what what I noticed before down on Nancy Core. Remember we, we talked about that tackle he made in the in the halfway line. He, he did that again last, last night as well. Yeah. So he's got that side to him, uh, which is going to be important now. So there's there's no doubt about his character, his talent. But as you say, what does Rory do now? He's, he's got options. The guys all realise here, this is a squad squad game here. We've all got to take our turns coming on now. But when you've got a guy who's in rich vein of form as he is, scoring goals, it's going to be difficult to take him out for Dundalk, isn't it? Well, it is like, and to be fair, you know, uh, Alan Reynolds was sort of alluding to that, that, you know, the boys that are out at the minute, the likes of your Mickey Duffy's and your Cameron Dunnigan's and your uh, Cameron McJanet, they're going to find it tough to just come back in. And it's not just finding the tough to come straight back in. It's you then can ease them in. You don't need to throw them in if the score keeps going. Uh, Adam O'Reilly too is another boy that, you know, is people sort of forgetting about. So it's just giving these boys a bit of time to come in. Maybe give them a wee 20 minutes there, half an hour there, and your score's still taking over. And it just brings us now nicely to Rennie. We, we also get his spots, Alan Reynolds, who was in the gaffer. Uh, Rory Higgins obviously had the, the miss a game uh, last night. Uh and it was coming out there were a few players walking past when I was doing the interview you might hear in the background shouting well done Gaffer well done Gaffer and he, I think uh, Rennie sort of even mentions that too so we'll just hear Rennie's thoughts from last night 
Well, I'm really delighted with the victory and um, getting four goals. Could the performance be better? I think it could, you know, especially second half. And I suppose if you look at us last year, we really hit the ground running and we were flying early on. The performance was really good. I don't think this year as yet we've really got to that level, but I think it'll come. Um, with fellas getting more game time, we get fellas back from injury, etc. But uh, delighted with the way it went today. We prepared really well, travelled down yesterday, and uh, the lads were really professional in their, in their job. It was a kisses. You get the first goal. What a first goal for young Jordan. He's, he's four now. I know. Season. Yeah, look, it's great, and he works so hard. He's a great lad. I was just saying it already. You know, really good fella. And um, I like that. But uh, really good lad. and, and Worked so hard. Look, he's had a tough time over the last few years, but uh, um, and then his forward run for the second one. You know, and I suppose it nearly kills the game at that stage. You know, but look, he wants to improve, and we speak to him. But um, a midfielder that scores goals is hard to get. And obviously, substitute Ben coming on and getting his sort of his first touch running down the wing. Yeah, know. yeah. Look, a mistake from the keeper and day, but uh, look, it was. He hasn't played or hasn't trained in five or six weeks. He comes over, thrown into the Pats game, which he wasn't meant to play. I'd say he was wondering what have I come into. Um, then the car came was different. Then Rovers 100 miles an hour. So he's going to take a little bit of time, but he's an intelligent lad and he knows the game and he knows what's going on. So he'll definitely improve. But it's great to see Matt Ward uh, come on uh, tonight. And he, he looked a threat, looked like he's something different. So I think he could, um, you know, be a good asset to us. It was good the way you get sort of changed things up during the game. The likes of Mark Conley and us, Graydon coming off it, uh, Patsy, just giving that rest they boys through. That's it. Look, you know, it's been a busy spell, and all sort of fellas who come on need minutes, and, and uh, they're desperate to play. But uh, you know, look, we didn't use Patrick tonight, which, which was a big plus. We got Marky played through the pain barrier tonight, but uh, we took nothing for granted here. And fellas are what we have. I know we've a couple of injuries, and we're hoping to get one or two back on Friday. But at the minute. Lads are in good spirits. And it was just the sort of sometimes in the first half in particular, some of your play was quick and neat and decisive, and, and you were just probably disappointed you didn't go on maybe further ahead at half time. Yeah, look, I, I thought it was good up to the final third, and then I thought, you know what, lacked a bit of quality. I, I didn't not think we had enough forward runners at times. I thought, you know, slow coming back, but we always kept possession. But um, look, it's, it's something to work, it's something to look at, something to work at, but. Look, the possession stats are probably really high at half time. It's just, you know, we're saying, could we work the keeper a little bit more? But second half possession stats, I would say, were 50 50. I didn't think we were good in possession at all. And it was a case of you know, changes you made, four changes. It tells you, as you say, you've a couple of players still missing, a lot of players still yeah. missing, but it tells you the squad's still looking healthy. Yeah, yeah but look, okay, we, we, we spoke about it last year where we had that spell, say in May, and we couldn't get players playing, and like you'd be foolish if you make the same mistake. So we've addressed it, and we get lads back. Now the way we're looking at it is we've got to pick up results, pick up points while we've lads out. Then lads come back and, and everyone fights for places, but uh, we're happy as it's going. Uh, Alan Reynolds here giving his thoughts from the UCD game and look, he was right there in the first half in particular. Uh, lovely pattern to play, keeping the ball. But the final third, they didn't really harm them that much. Now they scored two goals, it yeah. sounds sort of a bit hypocritical saying that. But Rene was sort of saying, look, a few times in the final third, we just didn't pick the right pass or didn't get on. And it was a wee bit, wee bit wistful at times, he thought. But look, don't get me wrong, he was delighted. Four changes, giving boys a rest that needed a rest. 
and you get a 4 love victory and you go back up the road after beating Shamrock Rovers in the Friday uh, he was quite happy too like. oh, without a doubt when you look at the, all, all the games this season now, you know, it's, you're, you're sitting with 10 points on the board top of the table but as you say without having getting out of that, that second gear really but they, they, there's no getting away with it when you make so many changes to you you're not going to have that fluidity you're not going to you know the, the guys are again very early in the season um, so at times it was really sloppy uh, you know like you know, Saturday Diallo a few times would get given the ball away and, and, and better teams would punish you as well too you know in, uh, in those positions so a lot to be worked on and to be honest if you're, if you're sitting where you're sitting now having not played to your potential and having not had all your, your best players available uh, you've got to be rubbing your hands especially the way it's a helter skelter league the way it started, and it's just crazy. Like, you, know, uh, you, know, you look at the results last night, here and you round up with those. Uh, it's just mental for us when you sort of look at the results. Obviously, the big one was that, as far as Derry are concerned, uh, was it Tala, way the champions 4 4 against Cork, Cork leading so many times. They were 4 2 up four at two one up stage, that. and there was quite a there were 2 1 up, 1 0 up, and all. So like everybody's just sort of sitting there going, well, what's going on? What's going on my rovers? Now you haven't just seen a battle of highlights. The court goalkeeper was Schmeichel esque at times, yeah. like he was making save after save. Rovers had the chances, weren't taking them, conceding goals as I alluded to earlier in the show. That's the big concern for yeah, like But although when saying that, uh, Dara Crowley's goal uh, oh, from forty that, yards, like I, I don't think anybody was getting that man or he made the clearance, but. What a finish that was. The goal of the season contender. That was a big highlight last night. To be fair, they, they manage, you say, he comes out and clears it. Uh, and the moment he does it, he's going right at their own back. But then he just sort of looks and goes, Oh, I'm a baller here. Uh, fantastic finish. But just the, some of the Rover, or some of the, the court play, too, the goals that were few, but if you're from Rover's point of view, disappointed, particularly how I think it was the fourth goal. Wasn't it? But Keena, too, looks a handy number up front for Cork. They done yeah. well against Derry. That's the thing the night when Derry played them. Couple of weeks ago with the brand new one. They actually two really probably the better they chances that night. Uh and, and Maher they make a couple of big saves. Uh and that's not counting Ben Dorney's back headers <laughs> on the chances. But no, jokes aside, Cork done well that night, so you know, don't get me wrong, I don't think they would be getting a, a four all draw down, no, at, but down at Rovers. Well let's give them ten minutes sad down time next year, sorry about that. Well I know, I know what you're saying, but no, there was a but serious injury there. Was, there. I, I hope, I hope uh, uh, there's a few few dairy okay, fans you know, that, that, that weren't, weren't agreeing with that they were thinking the <laughs> FAA ran it there but no there was a serious injury as you say but you look at the, the rest of the league game last night uh, again Egan Levine Mr Akintune one of his account for both two big victory yeah. there uh, Shelburne were a wee bit aggrieved by all accounts they, they should have got a point at Dundalk uh, last minute they had a goal that's allowed and they bought the corner particularly for Andy Boyd's goal it'll be interesting to see what they're doing at the Brandywell they're going to have like Two or three, but they, they seem to have like the entire squad around the keeper. Yeah. And to be fair, I don't know who put the cross on, but it's a lovely ball in the six yard box. And if anybody touches it, it's a goal from the dog's point of view, it was Andy Boyd. So I would say that's a corner they're well worked on, and the, all the big men around the keeper. And it's a great delivery. There was a few bit of argy bardies after that, then got up a tunnel and sort of seen it in social media and whatever happened there. Uh, so, uh, the, the, you know, there's the Dundas coming on there, the, mm-hmm. the Derry game, Bolland. St. Pat's against Sligo was a strange one. Well, that's it. I'll just, just remind us like, that 
Dundalk were, were getting relegated according to UK at the start of the season some Pats were wanting up they won the league and you know challenging Derry and Rovers according to me so what, what happened here well, I'm, I'm not saying Dundalk <laughs> were never getting relegated that's not strong like, I, I, didn't, I didn't think they would do it well I still don't know how they're going to if they're still going to be able to tie them some Pats should be doing a lot better I still hear they do it four matches and yeah. a lot we get all that but the squad that they have and they played against Sligo who for t- 70 minutes were down to 10 men they shouldn't be taking the lead no disrespect first of all when they're down to 10 men St. Pat's getting equaliser great strike by Chris Forster now they, they did much chances haven't seen the highlights but you can't be conceding a second you can't you can't be you're on the incentives they try and they won the game and then you get caught then and you lose the game 2-1 at Sligo it's a shocking result for for some Pats straight off the bat of getting a hiding against mm-hmm. Dundalk yeah. on the Friday night. So look, Tim Clancy and his team need to get their act together. That's just not what the, the results that you need. You can't be having results like that because it's bad results. It's, 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 it's poor performances too and they're not, they're not obviously getting what, what, what I'd be looking for. But look, as I say, you just sort of look at the whole the whole league. Everybody just seemed to be pulling results, right? Aye, well, well, that's uh, Rory Higgins have always said, like you know, ticks, and I, I suppose it's it's always been the case, you know, down through the years, it takes about, you know, the first the first section of games before everything sort of settles down and we we see kind of like form, um, developing and, and stages of that. But there's so many good teams, good players in this league that they you. you they could always get a result, you know. Either teams will come up there like Dundalk have in the past and, and got good, decent results under Steve O'Donnell, uh, um, you know, against Derry, you know. So we've seen the last game of last season as well in the league too. So it's it's not going to be easy. They've had they've had two big results, two fantastic performances, um, you know, just at the right time when they're coming up to Derry, which isn't a good sign, is it? No, it's not. There's no doubt about it. Uh... Stevie O'Donnell has looks at possibly picked a few lone knees again. That, that's one mm-hmm. thing about Stevie. He, 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 he's a good eye for a player and particularly a good eye for lone knee players and the boys they brought in seem to have settled on it. Uh, a bottle of highlights is the Shales had chances. Uh, they were by all accounts upset that they uh, the last man the equalizer. But they also Hoogan came off the bench who he tried to Change it around, Stevie, leading on the, the Derry game, but that sort of backfired a bit because they, they weren't kicking on. They brought Hoobin on, and there was one effort Hoobin had about six or seven yards, just sort of on the half volley, and actually had Greg Sloggett, <laughs> and then the keeper tapped it over the bar, and you could just see Hoobin looking at Sloggett and sort of going, What are you at? And to be fairly Sloggett, he sort of went, What did you want me to do? Like, uh, but no, look, we know the, the threat that the Dundalk poses, you yeah. know. We, Hoobin especially, you know, and, and like, I think Derry fans like is is the man that they love to hit, doesn't they too? So uh, you know, I'm sure that uh, they they have their threats everywhere. Um, what what about Derry? They'll get under that game because they're in good good shape. They've got two home games coming up now as well too, and you want to make the most of your your your, your home form away form last season, as we already said there, like, was was one of the best in the league. Um, they've got to replicate that at home if they want to sustain a title charge, like so. This is an opportunity. Two tough games. You don't really know what you're going to get. Dundalk and then and then Sligo coming up to definitely. Uh, but but you're right. If you want they won league titles, Shamrock Rovers has proven over the last number of years. Derry beat them the other night. It was their first defeat at home mm-hmm. since May 2021. So look, you need to have a good home record. And um, Derry have obviously started off with, with Cork and getting the victory. So you want that they they continue. 
Look, it's it's Dundalk is going to be difficult. Sligo, you're right. You just don't know what they they're Jack on hide like. Yeah. But I think from Derry's point of view, they have the players now. They have that's the first time when they sort of went right. We're making four changes. We're going to give boys a chance to come in and and stake a claim. Brandon Cabin, as I say, played the lovely ball for Jordan McEnough to get the goal. So it's. Uh, it's good to see that the squad is now coming under fruition. The players are coming in, and we keep coming back to it. When I say the squad, it's not even half the squad that's there yet. So mm-hmm. it also tells you that the players that they've added, the likes of Matty Ward, the likes of Ali O'Neill, it's a wee bit more experience from England and all that too coming in. There's no disrespect to the young lads about Derry's been to last year, but you looked at Derry's been to last year. Keevan Potter, Gehe McKellen are both up at Harps. Yeah. But like a young player. They're in players, the trade now where exactly. these guys can affect games immediately yeah. when they come on as well, too. And that's that's a big thing. Like mm-hmm. so but look, I if I'm Stephen and all, I'm expecting Patrick McElhinney to come straight back in the start eleven. So yeah. I will now put it to you, <laughs> aka acting like Rory Higgins. If Patrick McElhinney's <laughs> coming back in, who's the unfortunate chap are you gonna be saying, look? Arm around you. <laughs> hey, we've another big game next week. I, I want you to come on. Well, that, well, that's that's going to be the way you're going to sell it as well too. But but I think um, Paddy McLennan comes under the squad regardless. Like that, like you looked at Tala and you remember. I think it was such a pivotal moment that was probably lost in a lot of reports and analysis afterwards. Just basically because you have a quick turnaround to the next game. But has block, you know, from on from Graham Burke. Uh, it was, it was goal-bound, you know, and it was such a brilliant block at that stage of the game when, when Derry were under the cars. Huge moment in the game. So, like, you've got that part of him. It's not just the magic that he produced against Cork. It was also a huge moment in the game for Derry, <laughs> and a lot of people haven't really picked up on it. Patrick Magalini got cautioned in, like, the 20th minute. Patrick Magalini brought down Gary O'Neill in the lead-up to the goal where we sort of clip, and the referee Neil Doyle Thankfully, awarded advantage. Yeah. Pum knocks it through. Kenny scores. If Neil Doyle blows and gives the free kick, there's a fair chance that Neil Doyle has to bring out a second yellow. Yeah. And Patrick's gone. So like there was a couple of opportunities because Jack Byrne. I don't know what he's got ankles of steel or something because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he, he sustained that kind of abuse there on the ankles. You know, just chopping. I and mean, you get away with it, like because uh-huh. it's. But Neil no, Doyle, to be fair, was very good. It was. Uh, for, uh, I'm not saying that because he didn't say Patrick mm-hmm. I'm saying that because I thought he let, uh, the, he let the uh, two top teams go at yeah. it and let the, the, the game flow. Unlike, shall we say, a few Derry fans that well, sort of didn't let the game flow well, at times. Yeah, we're, we're, we're talking about the atmosphere too at the Brandy on this flare situation that keeps sort of rearing its ugly head, like, you know, and, and we, we, we hear on all the social media channels and, and that Derry. The famous Derry Facebook page as well too, you know, fans page. It's just getting it's so divisive now, so it is, and uh, it's a contentious subject that has been like. But we've we've discussed this where we say you know it's it's great they look at it's great great atmosphere builder or whatever else, but you're not allowed them. The bottom line, bottom line is you're not allowed them. You the don't you. That's standard. Yeah. So well, well, they look good and they they generate the atmosphere or whatever you know it's and. You do not want to be taking away that passion from, from from these fans, especially the young fans who are, who, you know, that's that's the future of the club. That's the they've got great enthusiasm for the game, for the club, and everything else. But it's bad enough lighting flares when you're not allowed to cost the club money. Um, but you're you're then throwing them onto the pitch. You're endangering 
You're endangering the fans, Kill maybe, but you're yeah. endangering the stewards, you're endangering the, the ball boys that are out there. And, and you know, you're, you're also not just that, you're holding up play at crucial stages of the game. There, I think they were they on, on a 4 3 yep. 3 counter at one stage, and the flare goes on, referee has to blow it up, and you're going, That's just mindless. That's uh, just, that's just, it's happened stupid. some Pats too, even Ryan Green sort of spoke to him, and literally says, As far as we're trying to win a match here, you know, like it, it's just, look. We know a couple of weeks ago too. We were talking about the atmosphere and the and the, the sort of a section of fans weren't getting under the flow and supporting what they normally do. I don't know if it was a protest or what it was, but either way, they they weren't happy the way things were going. But it's it's one of these sort of yes, maybe have a chat with them, but everybody else, the club have felt that they've done that. Things just haven't materialized the way they'd want it. But the bottom line is, you just can't be coming up with flares. Like yeah. you know, this isn't a Derry City rule. This is a UEFA FAA rule, so don't be telling me, oh, they do it at Celtic, or they do it at the Turkish League, or they do it whatever, and look at this here in Poland. Those clubs can afford up fines. Exactly, <laughs> you know, just forget it, you know, stop looking at everybody else and look at yourself and ourselves, Derry City fans, bottom line, you can't be coming up with a flair. End of story. Yeah. Thanks very much. But, but there's so, like, this is the blockade crowd, you know, of spe- spectators when they did the, the silent protest. That, and it did have it, like, it was, that, that's why it was subdued. You know, a, a lot of other reasons too. In fact, there's the, the game wasn't really sort of you know, generating the buzz of everybody. But the, the fact is, they bring a lot to the, to the matches, at the, at the home they matches. They still can. They still, they still can without the flares. You know, the singing, you know, that passion, it's it's, it's brilliant to see. It's, it creates a real, a real vibe about the, the stadium. The, the players love it. The players are, are thriving off it. So don't we don't need silent protests. We just just don't bring on flares. You know, let, let's let's hear everybody chant. That's even if you have to sort of deal up the, the guy next to you and make, make them sort of get to their feet and start chanting and singing and things like that. And there's different ways they they make your point and make it a real hostile atmosphere too for Dundalk coming up. Like you know, because that that does have an, an impact. Uh, like always has down through the years. It's yeah. Bef- you know, before there was flares, before there was the block K crew. Like you know, so it's. Uh, you know, it's that, that the atmosphere can be generated without that sort of thing. Hundred percent agree. And Friday night is, is it's a massive game. I think people have to really get this in their head. The dog, you know, if the dog won and Bohemian suffered a defeat or lost, the dog can be joint top. I don't know the goal mm. difference. They could be above there. You know, so it's that pivotal. It's it's a, it's a big match. And I know you know having spoke to sort of people around Derry City, the dog are on already asking for. With a hundred tickets, yeah, more they tra- than, and they travel well, and they travel well. So they're the balls. They're trying to bring their fans. They're trying to bring momentum. Derry are actually going to be saying, "Hold on a minute. We need to get our fans. We need to get them sorted. We need them to come out and passionately support us with it." And I would be like yourself, encourage them to come out and give the passion, give ring, but yeah. maybe just leave the flares. And and let's others. do it collectively. Like you know, there's no the tat for tat, and you know this sort of generational divide. I think it's just. First of all, like at the start, I thought it was comical. You know, just you know, reading some of the posts, and, you're going, and people are you know taking a piss about it, like you know they are, like and uh, but but at this stage, it's just everybody on it together. This is a, a potentially, you know, historical year for Derry City Football Club. Get behind the club, do everything positive. You know, we look, look at Tala. We see we talk about the flares and everything else, but that atmosphere in Tala was fantastic. They hear the Derry fans and fine voice traveling by numbers. Is, is exactly what this league needs. And we, 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 we don't want to be doing it without these guys. But just be sensible. 
Well, that's, that's exactly, and that's just, you know, sensible as uh, 100% what we're, we're looking for. And if you get that, then it's just a case end of just moving on and, and, and just bringing that atmosphere on. And you know yourself, if the brand was rocking, then there's there's no there's not many places where you can get a better atmosphere. And, and if Derry can get that atmosphere going, then you're you're laughing. Like, and I'm just looking here at the, the fixtures this weekend, not just the Derry and Dogs are biggie. Shamrock Rovers are going. They talk. They play. They may end up Shelburne and like, that's a you know, it's getting to the stage where Stephen Bradley has to sort of look at them and go, we need to win a match here, boys. <laughs> we can't let the Bohemians or Derry or Dundalk keep stretching away from us. So, and if you're they may end up, you're going. Listen, we sort of had the bar in the last couple of games. We put on lucky. We're working our socks off. So there, I don't think Rovers will get it. No, it's never going to be easy to Definitely not, but uh, that's uh, you're just waiting for Rovers. They had top form. Well, the way they played against us on Friday night, uh, it suggests that somebody's going to get a tank in soon. You know, they are scoring goals as we see against Cork, but uh, whatever's going on at defence, you know, when they get Lopez back, maybe I'd like sure. That's a big. I think he's the yeah. biggest biggest lost out of the freedom because yeah. playing Gary Neville. Gary Neville. Gary Neville. <laughs> <laughs> played the way he played the lottery. That's not mentioned. Man United. Exactly. Or anything. Gary, you're playing him in the centre of, of the back three with obviously Grace and, and, and Daniel Cleary, but it's Lopez, he is the man that sort yeah. of gets him tight and gets things going. So I think that that's, he could be the man that the McFinn's right from at the back, and they need that, and they need that, they turn quickly. But Derry City's point of view, long may continue. Uh, well, I have no love for Rovers, I must say. Like, as much as I, I love that the, 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 they are brilliant, they watch. You uh, can't get, you have to, you can't do that. But I just don't like. I'm not a big fan of. Uh, I have to be careful how I say it because I might get back on the. Uh, exactly, <laughs> particularly when you try to use your press pass in front of it. Incidentally, folks, we have to let people know you came in as usual. You know, panic stations that I left at twenty-five past six in the matches at half seven in Dublin. It's eight o'clock. That's why I had a wee bit time to play with. Fair enough. I fair actually enough. didn't then end up. No, exactly. The car park. Stuart was acting. Uh, he wasn't being very, uh, very hospitable. So he came in, getting his laptop ready, and next thing, OPC is a done, uh, Shamrock Rovers official, all suited and booted. Excuse me, is there a Simon Collins here? Like, oh no, what's he done? Uh, yes, there's your press pass. Somebody left it in to the, the office where Simon, because he ran away from said steward, <laughs> he dropped his press pass. So yeah, go ahead, sir, but your love or unlove of Shamrock Rovers. Well, uh in fairness, like, you know, there's a big car park there. They should let everybody <laughs> use it. You know, but uh, especially when you're sort of diving to get under the match. But um, no, but but I just I just think they're they're great to watch. Uh, it's 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 only going to be a matter of time before they they kick on as well too. So in the meantime, if Derry can you know, increase that advantage, uh, especially with the two home games coming up, although they'll be difficult, then they've got to do it. But aside for the football, we'll come back there. Our predictions uh, with Dundalk. Um, but but just a, a side point to sort of develop this week as well too with the All Ireland Women's League as well too, which was fantastic. Maybe a precursor day day in the It's a Santa Cup style uh, tournament, you know, and and maybe the, the the men's depend on the success of this. The men's team might follow suit, but but they City involved in that as well too. Um, so it's something that's that sort of keeps creeping up now and again. Uh, I heard Dick on the Vine mention it there uh, recently as well too. He's a big fan of it, having got there to the Stanford Cup final. Yep. Um, so so it's, it's something that we all want to see and something that, uh, that can potentially happen get, uh, just depend on the success of this tournament. Yeah, well, it's something though. 
I know just there looking at the, the weekend, a lot of Galway United players were down watching their women's team play on the, the Saturday. They played on the Friday night. So look, it's, it's, it's definitely expanding. Uh, I think the Irish League clubs, which Derry are, are involved in, they're maybe a wee bit behind the League of Ireland clubs, but they are a wee bit more sort of professional playing more games. Mm-hmm. I've seen Clifton Ball there the last couple of weeks have announced full-time players and all and, yeah. and their women's team. So as things they got there, they can only benefit the women's game. And this All-Ireland uh, competition uh, will be brilliant for it. You know, yeah. it'll, look, it's going to be, it's, it was like a Santana Cup, if you said them and the men's teams, it's just going to find their level and find each other out and whatever else. And, uh, In terms of the men's competitions, or the, the fact that the Irish league clubs are, are more full-time, full-time than, yeah. than not, and, uh, you know, that's a big big factor isn't it because of the, these these matches it will not matter if they're travelling the games at, at different that's times happened. of the week or whatever yeah, different times of the day it's they're full time football now yeah, so that's, that was always a big gripe uh, yeah. from the Irish League clubs look we're working we're you know this and that, and that which was true but that's not the case now there's, there's four or five clubs now that are full time or, or sort of a hybrid full time whatever way you want to look at it but look it's it's something that down the line, I think we'll, I think both associations will, will probably look at it again, but just see how the, the women's cup goes first of all. Yeah, definitely one day watch there. But getting back to the action on Friday night, I know as as we mentioned the background of fixtures, Dundalk coming up the dairy dairy, we bit of a um you know actually grind from the last game of the season last year. There was a, there's been a wee bit of a ruckus in the stands in the last couple of meetings as well too, which is always sort of added to the entertainment. But uh at this Juncture in the park. I'm going to just mention the fact that Lawrence Moore, the Derry City media officer, had had you know rightfully mentioned this on Twitter about my correct predictions. Uh, two out of two so far. Kev, you're sort of lagging behind, but well, I'll I'm, give you the chance to, to redeem yourself. Well, here. I'm enjoying your two out of two. Whenever <laughs> it's taking me one each because you, you followed my prediction of two down the first match and you went, all right, I, I, I like that score too. So anyway, <laughs> but I. I'll let Lawrence and you think that you've a notion, but you know everybody else really knows that you don't. <laughs> this week, I I think it's going to be a close affair. Uh, Dundalk two ones in the bounce coming up. As I say, their fans are looking for a Willy Wonka ticket like the Derry fans. Mm. So I just tells you that they feel that they can get something too. But I think just the way Derry haven't clicked on the top gear, but are winning and are streetwise winning a la a Dundalk of years ago of winning league titles and streetwise. I think that. They'll do the same. You have players to come back in the squad. I alluded to Connolly been taken off. We have an hour rest, feet up. I'm going for a day 2 1 victory at the Brandable. Very good. I, I also think it'll be tight. Um, I just think we'll be Paddy McLean coming back. Maybe, I don't Shock. know if Adam O'Reilly maybe is. is uh, it's as close to him, maybe he's yeah. a wee bit out because he would be a good man to have on there in the middle of the park. Sadie Diallo was uh, obviously. He, he played the Peasants Cup, but then he must. Have, he's still getting up this match speed, doesn't he? Really, and uh, but he's he could be a big player there. He's he's had some big performances at the Brandywell. Um, I I think I think it'll be tight. Maybe maybe one 0 We'll go with Derry definitely. I'll uh, we'll go one 0 Make it a hat trick. Well, I just see here also the mm-hmm. fixtures. You've Bohemians uh, away at some Pats. You know, Tom Clancy needs to sort of. Get things going. It'd be a nice statement from his point of view playing Deck and Devine's bows who are flying too. So I think that could be a difficult one. And Drahada travelled to UCD and no disrespect to UCD, but they were they were poor on Monday night. They, they you know they, they had chances of half chances and 
Brian Maher in like a few wee half saves more, but uh, to be honest, she uh, would be strongly fancying Johanna there. Johanna's done well. Kevin Doherty's got another few good results on this belt, and uh, I'd fancy Johanna there. Yeah, well, obviously, Johanna lost her unbeaten status, like, so they're the only unbeaten team in the league so far. Let's not jinx it, but uh, all, all looks good. Everything's been, a lot's happened over the last weekend. Uh, fantastic start for, for Derry City, and that's that's continuing. Hopefully, it continues with another positive result. Uh, on Friday night folks that's all we've got time for here if, if you can join us uh, in next week's episode uh, will be released next Wednesday uh, and all your, your wherever you get your podcast from uh, keep an eye on, on the, the Twitter and uh, Instagram obviously all the different uh, social media and uh, send us in your thoughts too obviously we'd we'll, 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 we'll like to get a wee bit of feedback uh, and any questions or anything, any topics you want us to cover as well, uh, just email myself, simon.collins at dairyjournal.com or kevin at kevin.mclaughlin at dairyjournal.com and uh, we'll, we'll also try and get a wee look over um, the different topics and, and discuss them in next week's episode. Folks, thanks for joining us and um, we'll see you next week. Yeah, see you next week. We'd like to thank the children of Greenhall Primary School for the podcast jingle. And any city fans out there with anything they want to ask us, they can email us simon.collins at dairyjournal.com or myself, kevin.mcgohan at dairyjournal.com. Also keep an eye on social media on Twitter at dairyjournal and on Instagram at dairyjournal underscore. Make sure you like, follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a beat as we follow the fortunes of Dairy City Football Club.